This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Shuttle Drive. In this episode, I have one of my buddies from um, East Tennessee, another Knoxville native, just like me, uh, Kurt Edelman. For you guys that don't know, he's definitely got some laps on some rivers around the southeast, and um, he literally wrote the book on a lot of these rivers. (laughs) Kurt, man, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. How are you doing, Wade? You have a good holiday? (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, I feel like my whole life's a holiday, so. um, Yeah, hey. Nothing play it right. (laughs) You you play it right, nothing really changes for me. How about you, man? man? Done pretty good? Yeah, great. Yeah, I had some family time, and uh, just uh, everybody left, and Laura and Alex, my son, and I, we went uh, rock climbing for two days, so I can barely walk. I can barely move my arms, and that's that's me after you know it's it's one of those sports you don't do enough to be fit enough at it but when I do it I love it and then I feel it for about two weeks after that man it puts kayaking in its place because I can off the couch class five uh, off the couch climbing you just hope no one else is there to watch (laughs) yeah exactly same way with mountain biking too I do I try to Uh, yeah You, yeah. you know it yeah even more so yeah even more so yeah you you start doing those hill climbs you're like oh my god I hadn't been on a bike in two months <laughs> then, yeah. then you start getting a little sloppier but I, you're right I feel like I could take two or three months off from kayaking and probably still just go run a class five yeah I'm good yeah yeah it's that ride a bike phenomenon mm-hmm. but on the water but the mistakes still hurt just as much so uh, <laughs> you know I tell a lot of people the brain tells me I can do some things after taking a long, but the muscle memory just takes a little bit. It, like you feel like that edge is off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you think you can do something and in your mind, it's like, watch, I remember we used to watch skate videos when I was in high school, we all rode skateboards and you'd watch a video and get motivated, you know, and then you go get your board and go outside and just eat it, you know? So, <laughs> and then you're so, yeah, unmotivated. Sometimes your eyes can be bigger than your stomach, but that's good too, man. You gotta just gotta get out and get after it. So yeah, yeah, Kurt, man, we'll get into it. One of the one of the things that I'd really always wanted to talk to you about is um, these things right here. I actually have both copies right here. Um, yeah, I picked them up on a Black Friday deal that you had going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, this is the guidebook, and these are the the Whitewater South Appalachian. And you, you actually, there's so many rivers, you did two of them. Yeah. This, this lets people know how many, the variety of runs that are just here in the Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot here and it's, it's pretty condensed too. I mean, you can drive from the good stuff in Northeast Alabama all the way up towards, you know, I kind of think of our region ending around Boone or Abingdon, that area. I mean, it's, you're only like a five hour, six hour drive to, you know, to cross the whole region and there's, yeah, hundreds of runs. It's so good here. And you're, you're, you're currently still in Knoxville, Tennessee, right? For the people. I am man, born and raised. I guess I'm never leaving now. I'm 40. (laughs) So I'm halfway dead and still here. And would you, um, you know, I grew up a little South of Knoxville in a town right outside Sweetwater, Tennessee. So, but Knoxville has been my home for a while too. And I moved to Greenville, but would you not agree with me when you look at the geography of Knoxville, where it's located, you've got the plateau here, the Walden Ridge, Chattanooga here, the Boone stuff here and Asheville here. Is it not the Mecca? I mean, you know, I think it is. I grew up here, so it's hard for me. I can't say separate myself from my own bias, but 
Um, what I'll say is each area is good. You know, living in Asheville, having the green right there, the Linville, Joe Cassie, Forks of the Pigeon, the Raven Fork, you're just, you're in such a good spot to just stay super, just solid on the sharp end. Chattanooga, when the water's up, Chattanooga's the best. I mean, the idea awesome. that there's like 20 class five creeks within 30 to 40 minutes of downtown Chattanooga. And when, when it's on, it's on, but when it's not, it's not, um, Knoxville, you know, we don't have quite the density of class five rivers just right nearby, just the Smokies, but we've got the classic three fours, you know, we've got daddy's Creek Teleco sinks to the elbow on the little, I mean, that's such a classic backyard run. It's 40 minutes from my house. Um, one thing I like about Knoxville is we do have, no matter where it rains, we can day trip it. You know, if you're in Chattanooga and it all hits North Carolina, you know, I hope you got the day off. That's you me know, for Chattanooga thing. right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you talk to people in, in Asheville or, you know, in North Carolina, they never even come to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They've heard there's good runs over here, you know? And so being in Knoxville is a good spot. It's, it kind of, it celebrates the variety. There's just so many different directions you can go. You know, so that's what I'll say about Knoxville. And that kind of probably part of the reason I wrote a guidebook is I lived in Knoxville and I drive around and hit all kinds of different stuff. And yeah. 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 And, and, you know, me and you both, you know, you like also one of my favorite creeks around there, Bee Creek. Bee Creek's a good one, ain't it? (laughs) Man. Yeah. That's kind of my, that's my special place. I took Alex there for his first time. He was that's kind of a run you don't want to get ready for. You need to, you need to be beyond it and step down into it a little bit. And uh, so I was kind of waiting for the right time to take him. But a couple of weeks ago, we had some really good flow and I took him out there. It's medium high, solid level. I've seen, he, I've seen it. he loved it. I was hoping he'd love it, man. He did. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's one of those runs that not many people know much about, you know, it's um, tell everybody what, what part of Tennessee is it in. Yeah, yeah, Bee Creek is, it's a tributary of the Caney Fork. If you look on like a topo relief map, uh, Caney Fork and Bee create this huge gulf that kind of just totally severs the connectivity of the roads, the counties, everything. Like it's just, it really kind of, it's in the middle of nowhere. If you look at the triangle of Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, it's this blank spot kind of right far away from all those towns you know we're the closest in knoxville and it's still you know an hour and 30 hour and 40 minute drive and And then uh, the shuttle yeah the shuttle's long so because because of these canyons there's just no good shuttle so it's a lack of a good shuttle i mean if this thing was roadside or if it was you know super convenient it would be ultra classic as it is it's a pain in the butt you got to either hike for an hour hour and a half on a really rough road to get to the put in, or you got to run like an hour and 10 minute each way shuttle. Um, but I don't know. It's amazing in there. It's, it's just super awesome. Class four or five, which we kind of compare it to the lower meadow, but like tighter, creakier. Yeah, good, good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that is a good comparison for that. And it's deep strokes. You know, a lot of these classic Southeast creeks, you're ruddering and stern drawing because there's no point in sticking your blade more than six inches in the water. And I mean, you think of like, you know, the Raven Fork and a lot of the Joe Cassie stuff, you know, you're, you're definitely like dragging. skipping and popping and ruddering. Yeah, but Bee Creek's still kind of like that, that international classic style, of like every stroke he takes, a deep stroke and big holes, burly features. You've been there, you know, man, it's, it's, it's cool. got some undercuts too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It's scary. Um, if you're not focused and and the scenery is like immaculate in there to me it's kind of it's on par with like a Linville I put it kind of in that you know not as stout as Linville but kind of in that category for me where yeah it's I'm a geologist by training and the upper canyon of Bee Creek is really interesting because you know a lot of a lot of your viewers probably paddle on the plateau and you notice all the rocks like a sandwich it's all horizontal layers of this and that a lot of sandstone mainly sometimes a little bit of limestone but all the layers in bee creek are like this and they're all like folded and broken and that's just super 
super rare to see a, a run on the plateau that does that. I mean, you almost feel it almost looks like Rogue Canyon or like mm. Chiapas, or it looks like some place that's not far, in East Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Middle Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's right it outside is. of uh, was it close to Crossville, right? Or close yep. to, uh, yeah, not too far. Yeah, from it's, it's, it's not too far from uh, Jackson over in Sparta, Rock Island. You know, I see. I've paddled B a lot with Clay, you know, because he's he lives pretty close by there. So. Some people, like I've seen Clay talking about hiking up from Caney Fork. Man, that's the way to go. And honestly, like probably my favorite run, if I have a day off, in other words, if I have a day off from taking people kayaking and I'm not using that day off to go kayaking with my family, maybe they're in school working or something. If I've got like a weekday, I go run the Caney Fork, and then when you get done with the Caney Fork, you just eddy out river left instead of river right, and it's like an hour and 10-minute hike, two-and-a-half, three-mile hike, and you get all the goods on B, and you, you know, I get it. That's most of the times I run it that way. That's the best bang for your buck. I've never done that, but if if it runs like that again and I get a chance to get over there, that's how I'm going to do it. Dude, let I, me know. Cause, I didn't uh, even think about it till I seen you posting about like, or Clay, somebody posted about headed up to the top. And I was like, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, it, it takes it from like needing two cars and a crew and like a full Saturday to like, I mean, I've done it, you know, I've left the house at 2 p.m. and snuck it in. So yeah, it makes it, you can session it a little better that way. What is, uh, what's one of your favorite runs out there on the plateau? Yeah, Caney and B. I mean, Caney Fork is just like definitely the most unsung run probably in the South. I mean, it's it's of the quality of the Chick and Watauga. I yeah. kind of think of it as right up there with those. And to me, those are the very best class four. Because it's it's hard it's hard to say what what is your best run. People ask me like, what's your favorite river? And I'm yeah. like, I've got so many. So I'm going to break it down by region for you, Kurt. Okay. What's your favorite Chattanooga area run? Chattanooga area. What's your run? go-to? I feel obligated to say the bear, but I don't okay. get on the bear much these days. I just haven't been out there much. It's, I mean, to me, the bear is, is gotta be the highest quality class five Creek in the Southeast, just for bang for okay. your buck. You get that monster mile, big bedrock drops, big cascades, waterfalls. And then you get a mile and a half of like, it's like the West prong, but yeah. somehow even better than the West Prong. So to me, it's like got the Boulder Gardens, the big bedrock drops. As far as like, I don't know, I, you know, I love going and just doing cane chick. And now that my son's a good, a good paddler, <laughs> like he loves cane chick. So I went from running it maybe once a year because I'd already been there, done that long time ago. Having my son with me, I'm kind of revisiting all these like eras of Stoke for the Caney Fork, for Through cane him. chick. <laughs> I get to do it all again. It's awesome. And I That's get to reconnect. Awesome, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, we have to go here. So usually my best runs are wherever he wants to go. Yeah, Alex has definitely progressed perfectly from – it didn't seem like you just threw him right into class five shit running like out of the gate. You were like yeah. – you progressed him, and his paddling shows he – like already I watch him paddle, and he's on par with like guys that I've paddled with for 20 years. And he's very He's sweet. way better than I am, you know, I – I've gave him a super slow marinade, but he's exactly. had the benefit of watching the best in the world. All yeah. these guys on YouTube and, you know, just we've gotten to paddle with a lot of amazing mm -hmm. paddlers and yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm following his lead. <laughs> yeah. He wants to run the bear now. So I guess uh, yeah, if man. we did this a year from now, I'll be talking to you. Know, I'll be in like a neck brace talking about no. how I was trying to <laughs> David Levitt. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I think David <laughs> Levitt on um big, oh, I can't remember the rapid David um, got hurt on the bear um yeah what man. about what about the smokies one of my favorite i mean i i'm i'm very partial towards west prong but i yeah, love yeah. some tremont <clears throat> west prong as far as being stout and just like put on and go at higher flows but tremont what do you think oh uh, yeah i mean the smokies they're my backyard there's so many runs i love there i would say like the local creaking quick fix coming out of west knox is just tremont and when it's high it can be exciting running Thunderhead into Tremont, getting the – Which is on the right lap. side split, right? Yeah. Laurel, Laurel Prong on the left, Thunderhead on the right, correct? Right, yeah. right. And, like, my son gets out of school, and we'll, we've got time to go up there. I think this past spring we were doing after-school high-water Tremont, high-water oh. sinks the elbow laps. We're and you can jog like your shuttle. 
Yeah. Well, man, uh, yeah. Uh, so um, on to the, the guidebooks there. What, yeah. Where did you, you know, you were paddling a lot of creeks. Where did you think, okay, I'm just going to start. Were you documenting runs as you were paddling or did you just say, I'm going to do a guidebook? A little bit, man. I love, oh, I've always loved guidebooks. And so when I got into kayaking, I got the local, I got the Monty Smith's old book. Some William um, Neely's. Yeah. There's, there's a couple had... of different ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, I want to check all this stuff out, you know? And then I started finding out, oh, there's tons of things that aren't in this guidebook. And so that was right when, that's kind of right when American Whitewater was developing their database. Mm -hmm. So they started having like, you know, a whitewater database and I started reading about it and there were a lot of holes and gaps. So I started, that you was were a stream keeper for a bunch of them, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got into that for a while, just like putting all the beta out, geeking out on all that stuff. Um, and then it just, at one point kind of realized, okay, I'm do I'm kind of putting in work. I guess my wife was like, what are you doing? You know, what are you <laughs> spending so much time doing this? And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I lucked up, man. It, it's kind of a roller coaster, a lot of ins and outs, but basically I got lucky. I got lucky. I got hooked up with uh, Wolverine Publishing in Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, who did a book for my friend Evan. He wrote Whitewater of the Southern Rockies, uh, along with uh, Kyle McCutcheon, and uh, that was a great book, and so he kind of gave me, he hooked me up and just did an intro for, you know, me and the owner of the company, and we hit it off we signed a contract and then all of a sudden it was real, you know, and I just started making Excel spreadsheets of all the runs, everything I had pictures of everything I didn't have pictures of. Yeah. I started relying, you know, I, it, I, I didn't do it on my own. I had so many friends in I the remember. Knoxville area mm -hmm. who travel around and paddle everything and they're great photographers. Um, they made, they really made a huge difference and, and, now that I'm working on a second edition, they're making a big difference on that too. So, so you're it working helps on just, yeah. So yeah, are you doing a revision? Edition. Is it a revision of this or is it additional to this? It's, like additional it's so work? here's what happened. We ran out of books. So we're totally out of books and I guess everyone's running out. They're going for some crazy price on Amazon that, you know, I'm sure no one's paying, but yeah. they're at that point. They're, they're out of print, I guess. And uh, so that's where we're at. So it's like, well, we know people keep, buying them so we just made a call my publisher my publisher was interested in doing more so so the these are out of print right now that's right yeah I i've got like 10 of those flat <clears throat> the volume one i've got like 10 of those at my house volume and, uh, two got like three of those yeah i'm holding on to those yeah <laughs> a couple of personal copies so they're these are out of print like right now, but I'm looking around. Yeah. And it's funny because before I got in here, I just was doing a little bit of research and it seemed like NRS says they have some REIs has some, but I, I yeah. don't know if, if you, if you tried to order them, would you get them or what? I don't know. My gut is you can probably still find them somewhere, but you probably have to like call around and check a bunch of web. It'd be a lot of work probably to find them at this point. Yeah. Um, so we are like, okay, we want to make more. And they, my publisher kind of gave me a few different options and I just chose what I thought worked best for me, which is let's, let's do another edition, but let's do all new photography and all new stories. And mm. of course we don't have all new photography. I think I hit like 91%. So that my goal was hundred percent, but I got 91% fresh photography, um, all new stories from, you know, really good writers. Mm -hmm. Um, and, all the new runs I can pack in there. So it depends, you know, the current layout in the book, you have, you know, descriptions that are a page descriptions that are two pages. Yeah. If it's like the best run ever, it might get three pages of real estate in the book. And then at the end of each chapter, I have a mention section, which could be a sentence, a paragraph, two paragraphs, just something that kind of hints at, okay, this might be worth checking out. A lot of those mentions, uh, were that way because we didn't have pictures and then I got a great picture. So we upgraded it to a page. Yeah. Um, I have also upgraded some mentions just that, because I don't know if we, if you can see that, that's kind of what you're talking about is this is like, you know, one page. Yeah. And yeah that's right. A, you'll have like some photos there and then a photo there and yep. you're calling this the, the data box. Is that what you call this thing? Beta box. Beta box. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, are you staying with this same format? 
Yeah, it's it's I a like similar, this. I yeah, like no, this format. Just, it carries on that same style, I would say. My designer, she's amazing. She just does incredible work. And so she has upgraded this all the style guiding for everything. And so it's gonna look just it's gonna look better. Um, more, you know, style changes. I, I don't know anything about style, but yeah. right. you know what I mean? Yeah. She's got some new ideas. It's gonna look really beautiful, it's gonna look more colorful. Um, and then a lot of these runs that I just mentioned, uh, you know, some we got good pictures, we got more info. Now they're a full run description. Some of the runs I kind of I kind of littered hints in the last edition, in the first edition of like first ascents and creeks that are worth exploring. A lot of those have been done since then or have yeah. been explored. We've got pictures, we got information. I think of one in particular, uh, Upper Creek over near Linville Gorge, uh, Michael Ferraro, Ryan McAvoy yep. really kind of, they went in it's and style. turned that, they turned it from what originally was kind of a disastrous first descent an infamous first descent and kind of like they ran it, it several times oh they ran it like 10 times yeah. and they dialed it into like the perfect level the perfect you know here's where we portage river level here's where we run blind through here to make it work i actually got to paddle with them which is pretty sweet um they let me in on this to come out after on the they upper cleaned it up yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that I've been uh, wanting to get that too. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's real and people are like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, Well, I was with these guys and they're the ones that figured it all out. So <laughs> but yeah, runs like that. Um, there's there's you know, there's not that much left. There's nothing new under the sun, as they say. I mean, every decade someone who's been paddling a while says there's nothing else to explore. And uh more has been explored. Then you obviously. find 10 more runs. Yeah, so we've got new runs in the book and enough in there to 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 keep it fresh, I think. Would you, know. you ever would you ever do a digital copy? Or would you uh, always stay with print? I probably wouldn't put much effort into that personally. And and maybe that's my inner curmudgeon, and maybe that's you know, I get a lot of unsolicited I'll, advice about I like having these in the car with me. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like thumbing through, looking at the I pictures. You know, I like that they shine in the light. I mean, it's just a real physical book. Um, there's so much ways to share info on the internet, and it's not like you couldn't find out. You could definitely go find out way more about most of these runs by just doing a big data mine session on the internet. But sometimes it's not about how much information there is. It's about the scale of information that's given and then what is not given based on expertise and experience, you know, and like, that's yeah. the goal of these books is like, Hey, he didn't mention this. Maybe it's not worth talking about, or yeah. he definitely mentions this. This is something we need to think about, not just from a safety perspective, but just, you know, the idea is let's read for one minute and get an idea of this is something we want to do or it's not. And if we do like, want to do it, here's the mindset we need both with respect to moving down the river, but also like, how are we going to catch it? What kind of rain do we need? Who do we need to call to go on this one with us? Yeah. Who do we not want to call? Right. Just all that stuff. Like, so. correct me if I'm wrong here. You know, when, when you say a guidebook, you're not telling people the rapids and how to run things. This is more water levels. And you, you do briefly touch on major sieve or major undercut here or there, but you don't say, you don't break down a lot of the the rapids in these books. So someone thinking they're going to buy this and you're going to have each rapid broken down, stay left here. You want to catch a boost stroke. You're right. not, that's not what these are for, right? Correct. Yeah. It's more just like uh, a catalog of all the entire inventory of what is half worth paddling in the Southeast. Yeah. yeah. And it's partly, I mean, there's just no room or time there, you know, to make you would a book still be big. making these today. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I don't, my goal isn't to like completely trace the three-dimensional shape of the earth, you know, and, yeah. and represent it in a book. It's more like to just kind of characterize it in a minimal way, you know? Yeah. Well, dude, you nailed it. I mean, these, these things have been like, it, it really made me look at like the Southeast and, you know, it, it kind of ruined me in a way personally because <laughs> I never want to do the same one twice. There's so much runs out there. I start wanting that if it's nothing new, somebody will call me. They're like, you want to run the green? I was like, yeah, yeah. 
what else is running? <laughs> it's like, if it's something it, new that I haven't ran, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I don't even care. I'll just drop everything and go do it. It might've done the opposite to me. And, you know, part of the reason I did this is I have a predilection and neurosis or whatever, you know, a stubbornness to try to always do new stuff. And I just loved exploring for so long, but I'll be honest anymore. I mean, I've, I've explored about everything I want to. Um, sometimes I say no to new runs and I just, especially like having a family to paddle with yeah. and just getting middle age and family time's precious. And like, also like if I'm going to go do a selfish run, if I'm not working, if I'm not paddling with my family, I have to ask myself like, how long am I going to be gone? So yeah. like anymore, man, I've become more of a local paddler. I, Nothing I wrong with that. Do, yeah, I used to do hundreds of different runs each year. You know, now I'm doing dozens. So I explore out west. I mean, I love going out west and doing new yeah, stuff. Yeah, you so guys. That's probably uh, where I do that, you know. You recently went to California, right? And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last year, right? Yeah, I, I go every year, man. I'm I'm usually out there. What's for your go-to months. out there? Uh, I mean, to me, California, if you, if you say California, a kayaker is going to think the Sierra's but there's a whole nother range, the coast range, which kind of starts up near, I mean, starts near Redding, north of Sacramento and goes all the way up into the Oregon coast. And it's, it's awesome up there, but you know, there's always something good going up there in a normal year. I kind of my, what, what always seemed like the ultimate to me when I started kayaking, especially just watching the kayaking videos and the people that I was watching when I started was high Sierra multi-days so wow. I've done most of the high Sierra multi-days. That's kind of been like a, that was like my big bucket list is let's see if I can get on all these, um, you know, like middle Kings, upper cherry fantasy, all that, all the stuff you see, all the the big dogs running the videos. A lot of hiking, right? A lot of hiking, a lot of like type two fun here and there, struggling, suffering together with your friends. And, but also the glory of when it provides like these moments of just perfection and, and like knowing, okay, this is a high point. I'll never, ever forget this. So that's kind of what California has always meant to me. Um, but it's, there's just a massive amount of kayaking there. Did you, did you take Alex with you last year? He has not touched California yet, but I'm hoping this year we'll get enough snow. He, his school break is such that we will need a good solid 100% snowpack. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't happened. It's, you know, not going well out there for moisture and temperatures. Winters. I see Tahoe just got hammered pretty good. I don't know where that would be. Yeah, hey, yeah. the last week or so. So I just checked, you know, a week ago, and they were sitting at 100% of normal for this time. So maybe they got a big bump, and yeah. it won't all rain off on us. But, yeah, I'm hoping to get him out there. He wants to do all this stuff, and I kind of feel like his curve's going like this. And yeah. You know, mine, mine's probably going like this. <laughs> it went like that, yeah. And then his. So we're kind of hanging out as we're passing each other by, and what I'm hoping is that he'll be able to extend my. He's what, 15, 16 now? He just turned 15. Okay, so he got his learner's permit. He just got it last week, man. Yeah. We've been driving around the neighborhood, and it's crazy. But uh, yeah, he's just going to keep getting hungrier and hungrier. So I'm hoping I can. Uh, extend my season on those high Sierra classics with well, there. You go. What about yeah. Colorado? Um, anything out there that you've been eyeballing? Uh, I've done a little bit of Colorado boating. It's, uh, it's awesome. I've done kind of some of most of the, I guess a lot of the classics, you know, big South, the Arkansas, Pandora's, Vicedo, yeah, Black Canyon, definitely. OBJ. Um, I love the Black Canyon. That place is super rough. I've not done that, but I've heard about it. I've heard a lot about it. What it's, region? It's, is that on the Front Range? That's a Black Canyon of the Gunnison. So if you oh, are in, yeah. if you're in Crested Butte and mm -hmm. you go back down to Gunnison, just go west on 50. And it's not, it's a couple hours down the road, but it's just like 2,500 foot walls straight up. I've seen right videos and pictures. It looks yeah, great. Cool. And everybody's like, oh, you got to get on the Black Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I yeah, I kind of, I've given up a lot of opportunities to travel abroad because I just find that the white water in our own country is so amazing. People, and, I, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. 
people so overlook the amount of runs that we have in the United States and the, the, the variety of runs. You would know more than anybody being, you know, the variety of runs we have in the U.S. And people are like, oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I was like, dude, there's a lifetime of rivers just in the United States. Would you yeah, agree? I, I agree. And I think, like, having been a quote-unquote collector for a long time, i.e. one of these people that just kind of goes after, got to get new runs, got to get new runs. It's almost, it almost becomes like this joyless numerical like pursuit. It's a program that you've run so long that you just fit in that program and it kind of, you're not calling the program. I call it chasing the white demon. Right. And there is no end. There's never enough. It's never impressive enough. It never satisfies. And so, you know, to me, you know, partially, you know, I got a family. I have a lot of reasons that I'm tied to East Tennessee. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be an American, live in this country. I mean, coast to coast. I mean, what other country in the world has has coasts? You know, we, we, we've got the whole expanse of the continent. We've got every biome imaginable. We've got every style of whitewater imaginable. Um, and and the, the infrastructure for travel. Is, yeah, they take my money. They speak my language, you know. <laughs> and just being able to get across the country is not like oh, a tedious yeah. chore. We've got. I, well, I see I it as it. it's a great. It's just an incredible privilege, and and you know you can say, okay, we're you know we're people living in the 21st century. We've got our finger to everything, access to everything, but particularly here. And so, uh, I want to do more travel abroad, but I, I just keep finding myself going out West because there's always more to see and it's there's so much less logistical effort and the, the paddling to dealing ratios is pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, what's uh is there a region right now out West that you're like, I'm eyeballing that like must do or. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm just so more just cool with what I've done thus far. Yeah. These days. <laughs> you could almost chalk it up, Kurt, and, and say, I can just redo the Okoe and be fine. You know, I, I even have fun on the Okoe. I do too. I have a blast like of the Okoe. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong um, with that. <laughs> uh, I like the Olympic Peninsula a lot. And I've, I've uh, done Washington. one. Yeah. And I've done one rainy trip there in April when they get, I mean, they get world record rain there. So it's like four inches of rain every day. You got Tarp City and you're just chasing creeks. And then I've done one trip there that was, uh, you can also do late season snow and snow melt, glacier melt trips. Like on some of these multi-day trips, we have to hike a long ways. There's more of those I want to do just because of the wilderness component. Yeah. Um, there's still some stuff in California I want to do. Uh, I still haven't done South Merced. Uh maybe North Fork of the San Joaquin. There's some stuff I haven't done. I'd like to do there. Is there so, the real question, is there anything in the Southeast left for you? Uh, I mean, I, there's stuff I haven't done. I'm just trying to think of, yeah. And I want to get back into the Martins Fork, which is this super obscure, beautiful wilderness run in Kentucky. That's like the whole watershed's totally protected um by the national park service and it's got just the coolest geology the cleanest water martin's it's kind fork. of a martin's fork of the cumberland yeah and it's kind of this manky dangerous steep creek that's just i wouldn't even say it's like the best you know, it's not like the best run but it's just i don't know just weird little places like that yeah uh i still want to get i want to go run harper creek falls I got one run on, on that Greg a water like a decade ago, but over that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to go do, yeah. Get another grag prong lap. That's pretty, some of these things are hard to catch and I've only done them a few times. Um, I want to go back to pocket Creek down in the Sequatchie Valley. That's pretty, that one. Mm-hmm. pretty, pretty solid little run. Um, just more, you know, yeah. I, I need to get, I need to get a few Linville and Raven laps every year. Just so that I don't get too yeah, too to scared get to not go back. I need it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I love me some Linville. I've only done that maybe 
maybe a half dozen times. I, I think about a half dozen times and it's like, God, it's just, it's just magical when I get a Linville lap in and I'm not it's that far ultimate. away. I'm, I'm yeah. about three hours. I guess you're probably about three, four hours away too, right? Two and a half, two forty-five. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of my favorite run in the South for sure. And, you know, I don't know if I'd want to run it every single day, but that's, that's yeah. just the run Unless to me Mike feels the most epic. <laughs> yeah. Mike Patterson, I don't know. He probably soloed it about every other day that I know of. Mike and I, Mike and I got a triple Linville together years ago. Falls so to the lake. Uh, Babel to Conley. This okay. is back when <laughs> it's like falls to the lake of triple. Woo! You must have been well, long. That's boat. that's been done too. That's been done too. Yeah, they took long boats in there. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely my favorite. But it's hard, you know. It's it's usually a full day to get over there and do it. Is so, that your favorite? Just Babel to Conley there. That's, uh, man, that's... I end up, I end up doing that a lot because I'm either solo or just like bike shuttling or something. A lot of times when I go over there, I don't have a lot of time, so it's just last minute uh, or meeting one other friend, and we that's don't have time to go. Me. It's like last yeah, minute. all the way to the lake. It's more of like a, I can do a Babel to Conley in half a day, whereas a Falls to the Lake often ends up taking so much extra time. Yeah, to get it six to eight hours. Yeah, it's a long day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, man, uh, we'll move on. What, what, um, what's your current like boat? I know you've paddled a lot of boat. I know you did like the Phantom a lot, um, but you, yeah. you've rotated boats out. And what is right now one of your favorite crafts? Man, Dagger's been just killing it lately. I love the Rewind. I never thought I was going to like say that I love the Rewind more than the Party Brat. And the Party Brat will always have this special place in my heart. Nothing creaks better in the South than a party brat. Oh, that the South. That's true. With that yeah. displacement style the and South. that kick rocker. Yeah, yeah. But the re like I was taking my I took my party brat and rewind to the Russell Fork and I did one lap in the party brat and then I did a lap in the rewind and I just put the party brat in the in the van and just ran the, oh, the Russell Fork. That's lines. right. Russell Good Fork. water, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If I'm running the little, the teleco, the green, I'm gonna prefer the party brat. But if I'm running the golly or the Russell Fork, anything with good flow, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the rewind. But and it, then uh, the code, man. I got a code. Medium or large? Medium. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm that's, 175, so that's like. That's right. I seen you out on uh, Chattooga not too long ago, and I think you were in in the. I think you not had it long, right? How long you had that code? uh well took a while to get it as you might imagine yeah well um I, I think i got it in i think it was ready in september i got it in late october um i love it man it's like it's it's the stability and take care of you of the phantom but i feel like the middle third of the hull is pretty flat and so it skips it just skips and planes kind of like these kind of like the walker boats but it's still got that friendly take care of you feel the phantom and it's it's got an aggressive style that doesn't trip up on rocks so like i can get these skippy poppy snappy movements but i'm not tripping up on rocks either so i feel like it's a boat it's a boat that'll do well in a lot of stuff like it'll do great on for me a litmus is always the west prong some boats oh, don't do sure great on the west prong like if the boat doesn't do well the scorch on it, doesn't no sir oh i mean it's a function of yeah you can't nothing over nine feet is going to love the west prong especially if you got like that negative stern rocker at the tip you know it's that hard edge yeah yeah the west prong is a lot of flare boost and that's right those that when you're bridging too like the west prong the features are so packed so tightly together that in a longer boat that doesn't have that super aggressive rocker or it's got the the sharp edges, you can be touching two different features at the same time. I mean, yeah. you remember, do you ever paddle a CFS on the West Coast? Oh my God, yes. 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 Short, fat, stubby, slow. Don't get it, West don't get it there. sideways in, in one of those vert ledges. I found out the hard way. <laughs> or like a nomad delta. Nomad's any, great. Yeah. Any of the yeah, any of these boats are great West Prong boats. And, but and this for everybody, a good West Prong boat, and it's ex- still fun on other stuff. To know? explain everybody listening, West Prong in East Tennessee, right outside the Smokies, is one of the. I would say it's like a pinnacle run of the Smokies. 
Like if you're doing the chimneys and, and all of that, that's there's the nothing gnarlier than the West Prom. It is like class yeah. five by plus, and it's very water level dependent. There's levels on there you don't even want to attempt it. And then it's like, yeah, it's very to do that upper section of West Prong is that's a stout, stout day. And what Kurt's saying that they the they're stacked. The rapids are like class five back to back with like six, seven foot apart. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's stacked, yeah. I mean, it's the only place you can drop two thousand feet with one shuttle in the south. All roadside too, so right, buddy? There's that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's ever been a run I've walked off of more than the West Prong. But uh I've got <laughs> too a lot high of West or too low. <laughs> uh <laughs> too scared, is that an option? Yeah. Yeah. Too high, yeah, too high, too low too, man. The West Prong, it's such a fickle thing. It is not meant to be kayaked, but if you do, you'll need to have it within like a 6-inch range pretty much. Yeah. Um, like like at the bottom end of of like what you're willing to tolerate like a boat abuse wise add six inches and that's getting into like about as much as you want that yeah where it starts getting a little too scary one bad one bad thing and then you don't want to solo the rest so when my buddy broke his boat that means we both walked out because i'm not solo on the rest like i'm not solo in west prong by myself and if you do a top to bottom i challenge anyone to do a top to bottom and have the same number of people take out with unbroken boats at the that, bottom as the number of people at the top. That that's so in. true. That, <laughs> with, those two numbers are always different. Always broken paddle, lost boat. <laughs> we're right. coming back later to get your kayak, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times it's like, well, we've got to come back and get that. Yeah, but but back to what you were saying, the, the code, you know, I could talk about West Prong all damn day. But to, the code, I agree is one of those, like, the perfect amount of rocker on each end for a, a run like Tremont, West Prong. And I took it over there, and, and I got over there and did, like, I think I even ran into you and Alex that day. Came over and did, uh, yeah. we hiked up and did a little bit of Thunderhead Prong and Tremont. And um, everybody else was in Scorches, and the Scorch struggled out there. Um, it just yeah. does not flare. Now, given that both can do either one, would you agree with me that, I mean, that's like, have you paddled the Scorch at all? Not the Scorch X, but the Scorches. I've got an X that I'm just waiting to get on the water. Yeah. And okay. uh, yeah, I've got a Grand Canyon trip in a week. So I hadn't had a chance to, a to get, get in the X. I've paddled with people though that have the the regular Scorch. It looks amazing. It looks it, like they have taken all these concepts from other boats, you know, and really refined them into an all around performance creek boat it looks awesome well have you paddled the waka og man i've got one of, i've got one of those coming to me i haven't or actually yeah i think it's an og no i haven't paddled and, it yet and that's my best description of the code they it's like yeah yeah you got a waka og make it southeast worthy <laughs> yeah no it's just what i've taken away is the same thing it skips in planes and i love you know we had the nine foot revolution you know, we had the, we had the race, we had the cut off a short boat and then we had the nine R and those two things created a good solid decade of everything's got to be nine feet. But the reality is like, if you're running steep, hardcore whitewater, like eight, six, eight, eight, that's about where you want to be. And I would extrapolate that like California. I think being in a place like California, having an eight, eight, six, eight, eight boat, you're going to be able to tuck it into some, some tighter sequences, you know, any, Obviously, if you're in like, you know, if you're running the truss at four feet at a little wide, you know, with solid flows, you can run a 10 foot boat, you can run a nine, nine and a half foot boat with sharp edges, and there's no downside. But being in the south, you know, we've got these tiny little creeks that really do pack all the features close together. And, you know, to me, I'm always getting my speed from the water. So for me, like having max hull speed, max hull speed isn't like the number one factor for me yeah yeah like the the phantom still feels feels pretty quick for its length man you know yeah and and it's able to whip around and hit an eddy and pick up speed fast to get over a drop but it doesn't maintain the speed like the phantom would you agree with that it doesn't hold that speed like the phantom no it's 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 when it's playing yeah i mean when it when a boat's planing it's losing speed right Mm -hmm. it it loses because it planes harder it loses speed 
faster. So yeah, it's it's wanting to sit at a lower average speed. But when it comes to bow draws and boof strokes, that's what you want anyway. <laughs> and I love the way the Phantom paddles, the 9R, any of these longer boats. I love the way they paddle. But yeah. this code just feels super confident. It's loose. I'm never committed to any bad angles. I can always make corrections. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dagger nailed it with that design, dude. What about as far as a paddle? Do you have like a certain brand or certain like paddle that you always go to? Are you just an all Warner guy or do you use pretty much anything? Yeah, so I've used Warners for so long. Fiberglass um, or carbon? I used pa- uh, fiberglass red blade powerhouses for so long mm-hmm. and I switched to the carbon black powerhouse and I love it. I use a 200 centimeter with a 45 degree offset. And to me, that paddle, that black, you know, that carbon black, just like that's to me, that's a paddle. It's super light. It's the lightest paddle out there. Good blade design too, right? Yeah. It's, it's as stiff as you're going to get without going foam core. And uh, sometimes I lose paddles and break paddles. So to me, it's, I mean, budget is a consideration, you know, like I just feel like the carbon, all carbon powerhouse to me is just like, that's that's the weapon i do have a letman so i will i will say i have at least one bougie paddle i've got the letman it's okay whatever that is the profile the lcs the lcs extreme lcs yeah yep and uh that's my race i'm I'm taking that to the grand canyon is it a ford crank or is it a straight straight okay yeah is it a two-piece uh it's a two-piece yeah have you ever used a two-piece before uh, just this one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been extremely impressed on how well that thing holds up, dude. I'm going on probably six to seven months with mine and it's, it's been bomber. Um, I was a little nervous of that piece in the middle, but man, mine's been, mine's been flawless. Yeah. I'm always like checking it to make sure the latch isn't like coming loose. <laughs> I'm always doing it too. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, they did a pretty good job. I, I'm always weary of gimmicks. I like super minimal, simple stuff. That's I, why I like the function is beauty is what a guy told me. Right, right. Uh, but and it's expensive paddles, right? So like, I don't take it on the green. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of babying it and just using it here and there, and you know, kind of seeing what I think about it. But so far, I think the blade profile is amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a little different when it comes to like low braces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the, that. yeah, it's just it's the got back a, the back face sheds way differently. You've got to be a little more precise, like on how, like your angle on your low braces, especially like if you're rocking forward in holes and stuff. Well, so. that's why I never use it for play boating. Like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. think it, it's terrible for full slicing. If I've got a full slice boat, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking my um, either my Warner Surge or my old school AT paddle. Those things are beautiful. Because you're, right. it's funny you see that too. It's like it's got a bubble on the back, pow, non-power yep. face that it just it does. It, it, I go to brace and I've I've had some weird, funky stuff happen. It wants to go this away, right? Yeah, I which think, there's nothing I wrong with that. Given enough time, you can. I feel like I can push through it and maybe find some happiness with it, even on like some more playful stuff. But ultimately, yeah. it's you know, it's a super expensive paddle, so yeah. it's kind of just something that. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to get one of these and and be able to try it out. I do like it. Feels yeah. really, it feels really solid in the water. Yeah, but it has its place. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, we adapt. You know, you want to adapt your tools to you, but really, all you are is how much you're able to adapt to everything else. So you know, yeah, being able to adapt and just use what you've got, you know. What is, um, yeah, so moving on, do you, uh, you do a guide service, right? So are you like, yep. uh, what, explain like what you do, just explain to people listening as far as like how, how you do the guide. Is it like river guiding or do you have a specific river that you take them on or is it they uh, can choose or what? I work with Ace Kayaking School down in the Okoe. Okay. Um, with Joe Gudger. Yeah. And uh, so I've been working for him for almost seven years now. So I started really just working on the Okoe and the Hiawassee with Joe. And he's kind of let me uh, develop my own satellite ACE office, so to speak. There's no brick and mortar, but it's just up here in Knoxville uh, out of my house. And what I do is uh, I, I got us permitted on the Obed and Big South Fork. 
which is okay. just a great place to teach. Ooh, yeah. It's close to me. So that's kind of like where I like to be from November through April is up there working. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get permitted more areas to be able to teach more places. And uh, we don't, you know, we don't just do day instruction. So I try to, I got to keep it fun for me. And I like to mix it up and try to not just teach people hard skills, but also teach them like, Hey, here's something worth aspiring to, or, or trying to find out what do people really enjoy about this and how can we chase those specific things. So I do a lot of multi-day clinics. Um, I actually do something called the beatdown clinic where we take people who are kind of timid about holes and we just I've go get annihilated and, and swim and is it a broken you know, up? No shame. Yeah. The goal on those beat down clinics <laughs> yeah. is for everybody to swim. Um, you got to uh, get used to that, right? You're, you're, yeah, yeah. 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 You're not being a bully. It's like, you got to be used to that because if there's people, they don't, yeah. they never, they avoid holes for so long. That's a good idea, dude. One, one downside to paddling, like whitewater kayaking, particularly in the South, it's so casual and it's so fun right out of the gate that it just feels like something that, a ton of work wouldn't be necessary for. And it's kind of true. You can definitely develop a minimal skill set, a group of people that you enjoy being with, and you can, you can be a kayaker, you can boat 40, 50 days a year. Um, but developing skill makes it more fun. So becoming a better paddler and really just putting in a little more work. So that's my goal is to take folks who love paddling mm-hmm. Maybe they're not even sure why, but they just love it and get out there and we work on skills and figure out what they love about it and then how we can develop more skill to have more fun doing it. Because the more control and skill you've got, the more fun you have, the more confident, the safer. Um, You want to see people be independent and competent, you know, with all their tools. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've said that also, that the better you get at this, the more rewarding it is. And I think you, yeah. you nailed it, dude, when you're like, don't be complacent and like, oh, we don't need to like work that hard. I was like, get in better shape, you know, work on watch what someone else does, watch videos, watch, read a book or something on it. I mean, the more yeah. you learn about it, the, the more fun it becomes where you're not well, scared. Hit, shitless. hit moves, sweat. You know, like, uh, I, I think back, like when I started paddling, like I just wanted to do a stern squirt and I worked my ass off to do stern squirts, finally figured out how to do them. Got a, I got a roll in the process. Cause when you flip over trying to stern squirt swimming, you know, I'd, I'd go to the same spot on the Hiawassee three shoots down there and swim to that embarrassing Island down there, you know, where you get out and empty your stuff. And I got tired of doing that. I learned to roll and I went to the Okoe and found out, Oh my gosh, we can run the Okoe and my wife and I, I mean, we'd paddle seven hours a day. We didn't take care of ourselves. We didn't drink water. We didn't bring any food. We didn't wear sunscreen. We're sunburnt, dehydrated, about to throw up, you know, paddle till you swim. Yeah. We got to where we're barehand in the river both days, every weekend. We'd play in hellhole until we swam. Just fatigued Uh, completely out. Yeah. Hit the hardest moves possible over and over. Attainments. Just working hard. Yeah. Yeah, get that tenacity and feel it flowing through your through your veins. And um, so I'm trying to get folks out of that mentality of like, you know, we put on at one and we take out at two thirty and then we're eating at the Mexican place at five. Like, let's do this. Let's put on at 10 and take out at dinner time. And to me, like you measure a river trip, not by how fast you went, but how many eddies you caught. The oh. more eddies you caught, the more you paddled. Oh, I, yeah, dude. I mean, I would do an Akoi lap and it'd be seven hours, one lap. And, and I've never know. done two. <laughs> no, never. I'm like, I don't I'm understand. Like, I'm like, <laughs> why would you, you do two? If you work, because you can work that river. And that goes the same for like the green or like big South Fork. You could work attainments, eddy lines, trying to find a cool slot move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, that's a good, that's a good, um, good philosophy to teach like, newcomers do you do like completely green or do you like them to have a role or what i mean you know i am a full-time whitewater kayak instructor so i'm not too picky you know it's it's hard this is it's hard you know i don't know how i didn't think i'd be able to do it this long but i I don't know how long it'll last so I, i i try to teach anyone who's interested so i get folks who i can tell you know it's they found my website and they're on vacation and this is probably the first and last time they'll go kayaking and 
we go have a good time, you know, have a nice yeah. lunch, you know, go What's your website? the river. Yeah, have a good time. What's the website's name? Uh, it is uh, www.wwsouthernapps.com. Is this it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just this is this is where people would go. So you would go to www. I guess it's www. And what it is, it's whitewatersouthernapps.com, Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it when it comes up at. Yeah, you can go to guiding and instruction, and. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's and you're us. through. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, everybody listening, I mean, especially if you're around this region here, but you do pretty much, do you travel outside the Southeast or? Uh, not really. I mean, what happens oftentimes, I've got clients who just, we get to the point where we're just really paddling as friends. So, you know, I've taken, I've gotten to take a lot of folks out, you know, traveling, paddling elsewhere who, you know, I've got nothing more to teach them. And it's really just like, Hey, come with us. Let's have a good time. Yeah. Go explore. Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome. Um, let's see anything else you want to talk about there. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, well, I wish you hadn't done that video on those, uh, piranha thigh braces. Cause now I can't get any of them. Oh, the hookers. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry about that. I love my hookers. Um, Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my hands on some, uh, Mike told me that, uh, it's it's wade's video did him in so <laughs> they said they sold out in a matter of um matter of a day all the other piece i should have made my own all the other pieces of plastic with foam on them with slots in them yeah. um yeah dude um if you put them in what what piranha boat are you wanting to put them in that uh, all of them yeah hey, i highly I recommend the them. yeah i've got an ozone too that i really like the ozone it is yeah. such a awesome boat on a wave but yeah i'd love to get a little more thigh contact i like what you did that video too about using the the little liquid logic fabric loops uh yeah. to pull the uh to reposition where you're pulling the back band from to get some bite on the sides of that back band on the have you done it on any of your liquid logic i mean um i haven't but i'm planning on it because i've got a bunch of those loops so it changes the way that boat handles because it puts that back band in a better seated position and it actually yep. lets the ratchets work more efficiently in the straight line there you got to get a little hug from the sides on the back band not like too the dagger. much dagger does that but, too it hugs you. yeah yeah absolutely man no we uh alex and i love watching your videos they're super fun man oh, thank you. yeah it. alex alex I, i'd seen him a few times he's, he's been watching myself but also on that alex has a really good youtube channel if anyone listening Go over and look at Alex Edelman, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Alex. It's yep. just his name, right? Yeah, just his name, and you'll see. And he – yeah, he loves making videos, man. He, uh, you know, he really enjoys it, and I love it too because he puts a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into his He does a good job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so everybody go over and check his channel out. You know, he's been putting up – he's got a good variety, and he's been traveling around, and I really look forward to seeing him keep this going and keeping it growing because – you know, it's just looking at it now, you know, he's got a, a good, um, good amount of content already stacking up for his age. That's impressive. I know. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Blessed. And, all right. Well, how can people get a hold of you? I see your website there. And um, what's the best way to get, for everybody to get a hold of you? Oh, email me, uh, Kirk at acekayaking.com. Just shoot me an email. Yeah, if you're interested in instruction or if you are interested in some type of guided experience that maybe you don't see being offered in other, you know, at other places um, where we, we kind of describe, our, describe ourselves as fast and light, meaning we can cater anything to yeah. whatever preference you have. You know, we want to be able to mold what we can do to the person we're doing it for. So, yeah, whatever you want to do, reach well, out. And then as far as getting your guidebooks right now, you're saying that, um, good luck. Good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> just keep trying. Um, so we do have that second edition right now. I, I'm finishing production on volume one and then we've probably got, you know, I, I I'm probably going to guess I'm hoping in late February, we'll send it off to the printer and then it's usually about oh, a wow. six week turnaround. Um, it'll have to go through Los Angeles. So through the ports. So okay. that's all I can say. 
Well, you guys. Who knows? Uh, Who knows what will happen? Is there a website for those? <laughs> uh, my website's probably good right now. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they'll be available on the Wolverine Publishing's okay. website, which I think is just WolverinePublishing.com. Okay. But we'll have we've got contracts with like REI, any whitewater shop that you would think would have it will have it. This will be a yeah, everyone will will have these books, I think. So once they're out, it won't be difficult to get them and you'll you'll probably hear about it. Well, that's awesome, Kurt, man. Dude, I'll let you get off here and get back to it and um, you know, good, you know, have fun out there on the Grand Canyon trip you got coming up and I appreciate you coming on, dude, and chatting with me real quick, man. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. Uh, and come paddle Bee Creek with me sometime. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, me when you're up in the area. All right. All right, Kurt, man. Have a good day, buddy. I'll let you go. All right. Thanks. See you, See you, man. See you buddy.